Welcome to the Women Want Strong Men podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stuttle. I believe it takes a strong man to appreciate a strong woman, and I'm here to bring a unique perspective to empower both sexes. I love talking with health experts, thought leaders, influencers, and people who have insightful information to share with us about our health, our society, and our pursuit for success and prosperity. Thank you to everybody that is tuning in today. I have a really fun episode for you. I feel like I should start it out with that like song, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. So I have a husband and wife, David and Noreen on the show, and they own a sex toy company called Beyond Delights. So they're joining us from California today. So thank you for being on the show, guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. And I have both of them. So if you're watching on YouTube, it's kind of fun to be able to tune in and watch us in person here. So let's just start out by like, how do you start a sex toy company? And how do you start a sex toy company as husband and wife? It's very interesting. It first started out with just my idea. Basically, when we first started getting kind of sexually active, she was having pains because I was like lasting too long. So there's like, okay, what do I do? There's like lubricants that, you know, we can use to make it easier. And I'm trying to take like this long story and try to make it really (laughs) short. So I'm going to be jumping from like different point, different point. She was having pain issues as well because of her endometriosis that she was suffering from. And it was really difficult for her to like reach orgasm because I was lasting so long. So I started doing my research. I got a terrible, my first sex toy was this like terrible C-ring, constriction ring with the small bullet vibe. It was terrible quality. It was like five, six bucks I bought on Amazon. <laughs> it didn't even work that well. We used the bullet vibe and even that used small like camera batteries that only like one or two locations in town had. And they were expensive too, right? So anyways, we used it like five, six times, threw it away, but that actually did help her, which also helped me. So our relationship grew from that. And then fast forward about a couple of years from there, we moved in together. I was listening to like another podcast from somebody. They were advertising the WeVibe Touch, which was the first iteration of the WeVibe Touch. Amazing product. So I I bought that for us. She loved it right away. We started using that, you know, in every session we had. And then she started her own business. And then he got, he wanted to compete with that. So he said, I'm going to start a sex toy company. <laughs> Long story short, yeah. No, he, he actually, when he started it, it was to talk on the point of like us doing it together. I told him I would have no part in it because of our culture and our religion. I would have been disowned was my biggest fear. And, and I don't want to deal with the, the part of like people being so negative towards the aspect of what our company was about. He started the company and he needed some help here and there. And he would constantly research products and talk about them with me. And we would discuss it, obviously, as a couple, both for ourselves and for like what we would incorporate into the store. And it got to me when he said that there's studies showing there's pregnant moms using products and babies coming out with deformities. And I hadn't had a baby. We hadn't even tried at that point. But it just really, really bothered me that because our uterus is so absorbent and there's these very toxic products that we're using but don't know about because it's not disclosed. It's a very unregulated industry. I thought, well, that's all bullshit and we need to really educate people about the products more so than sell them. And that became my mission is to really research and find out ingredients and 
David was really keen on materials and and knowing what those were. And then the compounding effects of like sex toy paired with lube and what that does to each other and so on and so forth. So when we started, it was very mission. I mean, it still is very mission oriented. Yeah. And the way like I got to the point of, hey, I want to offer like only the best quality material is I was reading a post on a forum and they were talking about the subject called pegging. And I was like, what's pegging? I had never heard that before. This was like back in 2015 around there. And I clicked on it because I was just really intrigued by it and then went down the rabbit hole, figured out what pegging is. And then uh, they started talking about like the quality of the material being used too because it has to be safe for the body, right? And then that was more intriguing to me than like anything else because why are you going to use something on yourself that it can leach bacteria even if properly cleaned depending on the type of like porous material. And then there's like the silicone. There's like different kinds of silicones too. So I just got really nerdy about that and I wanted this business to focus on at that time to focus on the quality of the material that we're able to offer because not a lot of online stores or even brick mortars were catering to that like demographic that want to be that want to have that like health aspect like clean products. I mean there's companies also that disclose it but they still sell things that we wouldn't personally. Well, first off, what's pegging? Listeners are probably going to, there's going to be listeners out there all Google, trying to drive and, and also Google. So why don't you explain it to save them from having to so, do that? <laughs> so pegging is a, a practice. It, it's a practice, but it's an ancient practice, apparently. Yeah. If you do your research on pegging, like where it actually started, it was like long, long, long time ago. Anyways, it's basically when a girl gives guy anal sex using a strap on. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I'm glad I'm glad we have that established now. How long have you guys been in business for? Since 2016. Okay. So yeah. So I know you were worried about how your family would react and how friends would react. Did they react like you thought they would? Like, were they upset with you doing this? Because even for me, opening a men's health clinic, I got to tell you right out of the gate. I mean, there are definitely people judging me like, what is she doing? What is that? Oh, yeah, for sure. With even just testosterone being looked at as taboo or always being associated with erectile dysfunction. So I can't imagine being in the sex toy space. I would have to think that people are either going to want to have side conversations with you or people are staying clear. So tell me your experience with that. It's both. I think we've had friends who stopped talking to us. We've had friends who are not interested in really hanging out with us. We've had family members who um, are still ashamed of it, (laughs) you know, but Yeah, I mean, both sides of the spectrum. We have people that are very supportive, other people that they say they're supportive, but they kind of like shy away from us or even the topic or they don't really bring it up anymore. It's just every kind of side of like, hey, you're doing great. And then other ones are like, I'd rather not talk about it. I'd rather not talk about it. Or like, why do you keep doing this? Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with mine, definitely over time, it's gotten better. And it's funny that the people that were maybe a little bit, you know, standoffish at first or maybe thought it was odd that I was starting a business like that are now like some of my biggest supporters like want to talk about it or they're patients of ours now. So it's interesting to see the shift. So you guys sell solely online, right? Right. Correct. No standalone stores. So who's purchasing these products? Do you find that it's men or women or couples or how does that shake out? Yeah, so it's about 74% of online purchasers are men. Mm-hmm. That's and industry-wide, but for our store, it was the same about the same yeah. amount as well. A couple years into the business, we realized that men were buying vibrators and not just prostate toys. 
Prostate toys are the number one sold in our store, but on really? top of it, yeah. And men were buying multiples of vibrators, which was interesting because we were like, okay, well, why would men come in and buy? And they take their time to purchase. They do their research. They do their reading. They're unsure of some things. And, and you could tell this from the data and, and all the stuff that goes on in a website that normally people don't really know happens. We did our research on, on our own store and then looked industry-wide and we saw that, okay, well, Look at it this way. Men are the ones who are more forward with their desire. Women will lack that because they're emotional beings and don't even know how to articulate their desire. This was like because we were doing practices on desire and like our relationship, I figured out all these psychological things that were holding women back. And oftentimes from talking to our ideal customers, we found that men would just bring in the toy, not knowing what she would be interested in, not even really articulating correctly what it's for, why they want it, and so on and so forth. And I was like, well, this is kind of similar to how we reacted or how it happened for us. Because when he brought home the toy, I was like, "Uh, no, but I really (laughs) wanted it, but I wouldn't say it. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how do you suggest guys introduce that? Or how do you make a female comfortable enough to maybe want to tell her man like, hey, I want a toy without making the guy feel like, well, why do you need a toy? Aren't I enough? Yeah, exactly. And and there's some men who are apprehensive about women using uh, vibrators, too, because they feel like they may be replaced. It's never really the issue unless you have communication issues. And the communication aspect of it is anytime you want to bring some kind of desire forward, You have to find the right setting. It's never in the bedroom. It's never before or after sex. You really need to get into like that comfortable space so that the woman and or the man can feel okay talking about such a subject. And when you bring up a desire, you bring it up in questions like, hey, I had come across this article online about sex toys. Have you ever wondered about it? Are you ever curious about it? Or like a topic about sex in particular, pegging, for example, right? When David mentioned it to me, he said, I just literally read this article about pegging. Well, what do you mean? What's pegging? Right. And he got me curious because I had no idea what it is about. You have to really, once you have the setting down, establish the desire, but not make it about you. Make it about the curiosity of what that person may feel about it. And then you go into the questions of, well, how else can we develop this into something that we might incorporate into our relationship? So when David first introduced it to you, how did that go over? Did he successfully introduce the toy into your bedroom or were you a little, you know, like... The the toy itself, when he first brought it to me, he just... No, the touch was discussed, but the very first time he ever did it, he literally said, I ordered this product on Amazon. And I said, no, we're not using it. That's how he told me. He didn't even (laughs) ask me. He didn't even incorporate me into the process of what we're looking for together, which is another step you need to take. We learn from our mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. And I've talked to several men who've had the same instance. A lot of them are also like, I don't even know how to bring up the conversation. Well, it's mostly because you're making it about yourself. You're making it about your apprehension about one, bringing up the desire and two, like you're making it about you just wanting it. You're not understanding what she also wants in this process. So do you recommend they shop together or you recommend that the man purchase and then try to have a conversation with? No, it would be great to shop together. I mean, a couple different ways you can do that. One of the ones I see very successful is like, if there's a movie or a TV show that has sex toys in it and you want to kind of incorporate that or bring that into your relationship, watch that together. And then when that scene comes where they're using the toy, pause the TV show or movie and then talk about like, 
what do you think about this? Like, it's very easy to bring it up if you're creative enough. Yeah. Another way is like going into the mall. I know there's some small shops, Spencers, Spencers like for example, which don't buy their stuff. They, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's there, right? So it's easy. You can easily go in and take a look at it, and that's like another way. You don't have to buy it there. Don't. But you can obviously take a look at it and be like, hey, what do you feel about this? Just kind of like guide them to the resource. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, if the female is having a more pleasurable experience during sex, the man's going to get more sex. So. Yes. Yes. But, okay. So here's the caveat. Oftentimes men buy, let's just say dildos for the lady, right? And she absolutely loves the dildo. Sometimes the lady's going to take that dildo and use it on herself outside of their intimate session, right? The male, the guy, he's going to get jealous, and he's going to be like, what did I just do? Like, am I being replaced? And now it becomes very psychological. And he starts doubting like every single aspect about their relationship. Like, dude, what, what did I just do? Why did I buy this for her? I thought I was enhancing our intimacy, like our relationship and everything. But it's, it's actually taking a turn for the worse, right? But that's not the case. You just need to be part of that more. Put your like ego aside and then just be a part of that. It's very, very simple. Okay, interesting. Can a vibrator desensitize a female? I want to say no for the long run, but yes, if you go too hard in one session, it's not going to like completely like break off your clitoris. It also depends how powerful it is because there's like massages like the wand, right? Which is the OG, the magic wand. A lot of women cannot handle the intensity of the original one. They have to use a pillow between their body and the toy and then it makes the experience a lot better. Because it's just very, very strong. So in that case, I can pretty much desensitize it. And it might even damage the lady bits down there. I'm not damaging. (laughs) So if a woman is using a vibrator consistently over time and and not on a high setting, that won't desensitize them. You're saying there could be... Okay. It'll come back. So if you don't use something for enough time... It'll just basically like you're, you're getting used to a vibration. It's like you do something so many times it becomes a habit, right? Once it's a habit, then it doesn't feel pleasurable anymore, which is why with sex toys, you go with steps. You start in baby steps and then you go stronger, bigger, harder, longer, whatever it is. And oftentimes people really, when they're buying sex toys, think bigger is better. It's not. It's not the strongest one you want. It's let's take the baby steps to get there and then figure out what it is your body needs next. Okay, so let's talk about that. What would be a good first introduction toy into the bedroom if they've never used any before? Hands down, a vibrator. What, what would be like? What would be the name of one of yours on your site? The one that we recommend is the the WeVibe Touch X. Okay. Yeah, and that's like the second iteration of the original one that we purchased. I think by far, like hands down, that's the best beginner because it's small enough. Yeah, I was gonna say, what does it look like? Give me some. Material length. Material is silicone, platinum cured. Normally, what oh, you perfect. Would David found is- it. So oh. small. It has this like curvature right here. So it's pinpointy right there. It also sits kind of flush uh, on the vulva. Okay. Against the clitoris. Against so this clitoris, one, yeah. this one was designed to really like be sat on the clitoris. But the way you can use it is with the tip for more intensity on the back for less intensity, more rumble. Like it's it's kind of like a deeper. Or against it the way it was intended, which you're going to get more intensity out of. So, and you can also use this on a penis. Oftentimes, I think it's to my knowledge that men experience some um, sensation, not as much sensation on the tip of their penis after they are on TRT for some time. 
And I think a vibrator can really help with that because you're just introducing something that's going to bring in a little more sensation, but then you get into prostate play if it's not helping. Okay, perfect. So what would be the next toy you could introduce? Like what would be another step up from that? A C-ring. So a vibrator is great, but then you go into like, how do you want to incorporate it into your relationship? It really depends on the person. A vibrator is great for both people, men and women, how to use it and how to get into like being creative with it. That's the hard part. Again, like you can use this during oral for both male and female. You could use it to stimulate the balls. You could use it to stimulate the gooch. The vulva, obviously, you want to play around with it. You definitely want to play around on your body, like what vibration feels like. I mean, so, so this is a beginner toy, right? But, and then a C-ring is another beginner toy. So can, well, how do you end up with the plug? That's what I want to know. Like, how, how do we get all the way there? <laughs> you can even do a plug as a beginner. It just it depends. Like, obviously, if you're a beginner and you want to use a plug, start small. Right? But... You got to start with the fingers. Here, I was going to say, how is... are you sizing a plug? See, I just went on a girl's trip and this is all that we talked about basically at dinner. And I'm like, we have mixed reviews here at the dinner table about this anal play and plug. So I need details here. So I, I let's totally get in the weeds. I totally want to know what their questions are. <laughs> was it, how do you get to the plug? It's ultimately like, let's bring up the conversation first, definitely with your partner. And then begin like, for example, are we talking about plug for a female or plug for a male? Well, both. Okay. We talked about so, both. It was a girl's trip, so. <laughs> most times men are very interested in doing anal with women. That's yes. hands down. But men are very apprehensive about having it done to them. Let's talk about how we can do this. It's normally fingers. So if, even if you put a little bit of pressure against the butthole on a man while you're doing oral, for example, that is going to bring him more sensation and he's going to figure out, oh, hey, this kind of feels good. Maybe we should go a little further. And then you go in fingers. You always start with your smallest finger, introduce two, and then you bring in a plug. It's kind of the same with women. If you're having sex and let's say you're in doggy style, for example, just put a little pressure with your thumb, lube it up. You could just massage it. Don't insert, just massage it a little bit. And all of a sudden, like she's going to have the craziest orgasm of her life. And she's going to say, hey, I'm interested in anal. But ultimately start with the conversation and get the permission to do it before you do that, because otherwise they might be turned off by it. What about cleanliness here and like the materials of these plugs? Walk me through that. You just had one that you held up into the screen and it looked metal. Yep. So this is a stainless steel. It's a Enjoy called Pure Plug. And the beauty about this is there is four sizes. So this is the medium size, right? So here's my palm. Granted, I'm not the biggest dude, but it's not that big. I wouldn't go with the small because I've had a lot of guys message back and say, oh, the small is too small. Like we should have done the medium. I was like, okay, great. Get the medium then, which they do. I mean, there's even, we had, we have customers that bought all different sizes because they love the way it looks and they love the way it feels, even if they don't even use it. Like it's just up on their shelf. You know, that's what I picture. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a really great, they have a shrine of their toys in their bedroom. (laughs) So this is a really great beginner's plug as well because there are different sizes of it and it's weighted as well so you want weighted because when you're in the motion it hits the prostate and even for women women love this to even being used on themselves as well it's easy to clean it's easy to start with i mean it just you can boil this you can put this in the oven if you want you can do sanitation for extra sanitation yeah you can do sensation play with this as well and it's very easy to clean yeah okay Cleanliness in terms of like the booty? 
you want just a clean, if it's fingers, just on the outside, wipes work just fine. If you're going to be inserting, if somebody or if the person being penetrated is, if they go to the bathroom and do their poop prior to it and then clean themselves, obviously washing is the best way to go. You Ultimately, can, you're going to get some smell or some kind of like liquid you coming can, out of there. You can but, use, I mean, if you prep beforehand, you can also use like an enema bulb. Just do lukewarm water, squirt it up there. I don't have one really. I have one in the store to wait, but we have one on our site. It's just like an enema bulb. It's like silicone bulb. You just put water in it and then you shoot it up there. You want to do that enough to where the water in the toilet bowl is just clear. And that way, you know, that's like when you know you're ready, which is like about five to six times. So that's like a quick and easy way to do it. If you want to do deeper, take psyllium husk days before. That's really, really good. It's fiber, basically. So that cleans everything out. And uh, Anal play is ultimately like a mission. You have to prep for it. You have to have the conversations. And then you just kind of have to ease into it. It's a practice. It's not a marathon. I mean, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? So you have to really you take that time to get there. If it's a sprint, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because you said that it's the number one selling item on your website. Was that what you just showed me, your number one selling item? Yep. For plugs, yeah. Okay, and men are the ones purchasing it. And are the men purchasing it to use on themselves or on their female partner? Both. It could both, be both, but I want to say majority of them use it on themselves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oftentimes we did a we did a survey. Men men's biggest goal is to supply the female partner with more pleasure. That's what ultimately they really want to do, and or make it more adventurous, you know, because they're a little bored with it. Okay, you mentioned the C ring. I'm I'm assuming you mean like a cock ring. Yeah, is that what you're what you're yeah. referencing? Maybe can we talk about those a little bit and. Maybe also kind of bring in sometimes guys have an issue with maybe maintaining the erection and how maybe this can potentially help with that. Yeah. So there's there's a wide variety of C-rings, which people think it stands for a cock ring, but it's honestly, it's, it means constriction ring. So it, the whole point of a cock ring or a C-ring, constriction ring, is to constrict the blood flow in the penis once enough bl- uh, blood gets in there, into there, right? So that's how you like maintain that erection and it gets a little bit bigger as well. But it also helps with maintaining a little bit of a longer orgasm. I think it's from like 15 to 30 seconds longer. It's not a whole lot of a difference, but ultimately while you're in it in the moment, it probably does feel big. There are C-rings that are vibrating Mm -hmm. both for the male on the gooch part and then both for the female when you're having intercourse, it'll hit the G-spot. So you always want to start with like a basic silicone one. And I mean, I can bring it out, but it's, we have some on our website as well. Start out with those and there are different sizes. There's one that like, you can change the size of the C-ring as well too. And the way you wear it as well is it's against the shaft or you could do it the shaft and the balls. There's C-rings that go behind the balls as well and stimulate the gooch area. So that'll also help maintain longer erections. Would this be a tool that you would use for guys that maybe have delayed ejaculation? Like does this, does the C-ring work well or do you recommend like more of a traditional vibrator? Delayed ejaculation, is delayed ejaculation the problem for the female because he's going too long or? 
No, maybe even for him. Like we have some guys that are like, they have issues. It's just taking them too long. So they need to either introduce a different type of play or a toy or something. They need to introduce more sensation. What's their diet like? Are they like super healthy? They go to the gym and everything? Well, we have... We have all walks of life. All walks of life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, you know, and sometimes you f- you find men on SSRIs that experience the delayed ejaculation. For that one, I would combine, I, what I would do is I would combine a prostate massager, a small one, with a cock ring. Okay. That, I would try that out. That might work. Just thought, yeah. If it's delayed ejaculation, prostate stimulation is definitely going to help with it. But again, it's a practice where you just have to learn how to think. Also with cleanliness, if you're wearing a butt plug, you don't really need to do the whole enema thing. You just need to stick that thing in your butt, make sure it's clean, and it stays in there. There's also products for prostate stimulation that you just wear, and then you use your sphincter muscles to massage the prostate itself, which brings in sensation and ultimately will, I think, help with delayed Which is also one of our top-selling brands. It's called Aneros. Yeah. Okay. What about lubes? Do you sell lubes or what kind of lubes do you recommend like with certain products? Like does one lube work better with a silicone product versus a metal product? Explain that. Exactly. So the best lube hands down is the Uber Lube. Uber Lube is made up of four ingredients, one of them being vitamin E. Very, very clean. That can be used with almost any toy, except they don't want you to use it with silicone based toys. Unless the silicone is like very high quality, high grade silicone, then it's okay. And we know that from experience. So silicone degrades silicone. Platinum cured silicone has a better bonding when it comes to like the chemical compounds coming together. So it doesn't deteriorate as easily. And what happens when you introduce silicone with bad silicone, it starts taking away the product, which then is absorbed inside your body and you don't want to do that. Yeah, the best thing to remember about silicone is that silicone does not absorb in the body period unless it has some kind of hydration that your skin can absorb. So you could put silicone against your skin, but your skin will not absorb it. It'll just sit on it. And that's good silicone. If you use terrible silicone with other types of chemicals, though the other chemicals are more than likely to leach into your body, which then will cause harm over time, especially if it's somebody with sensitivities using it in their very private parts. If you're unsure which lube goes with like which product, water-based silicone is your best friend because you can use water-based, sil- uh, sorry, not silicone, water-based lubricant on any toy. So any toy will accept water-based lubricant. Any toy, water-based lubricant, but water-based lubricant is the most toxic when it comes to ingredients. So you have to be careful about watching it. We sell Intimate Earth, which is a very organic company they use clean ingredients but you might also have sensitivities to certain things like eucalyptus or whatever may be mixed with it so you have to be very cautious of that there is another (laughs) brand for water-based lubricant it's called sutil s-u-t-i-l they are based out of canada trust the canadians we don't we don't (laughs) offer them now but if you're looking for purely water-based hit them up from what we've heard and used they are the best water-based yeah. lubricant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good I would info. recommend them over the intimate earth, but also remembering that water-based is good for most products. Silicone is not going to be good for those jelly type soft materials. So you want to avoid that at all costs. If you have a, like a metal toy or I think ABS plastic is pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ABS plastic and ABS plastic is just that really hard. Like for example, like this, 
it's a very hard plastic. It's like and it's non-porous. Yeah, you want to look at the porosity when it comes to the quality of the toy to pair it with the lube. It's it's like this whole math equation that most people get wrong. For shower sex, if you want to have sex in the shower, don't use water-based lubricant because it'll just wash right off. Use silicone-based lubricant if you're not incorporating toys into the shower sex. Okay, good advice. How did KY Jelly become like the top seller? Because it's you know, terrible. I don't know. I hate it. I hate what that. What is the deal with that? I hate yeah. it. So you know, Uber Lube was actually designed for clinicians for clinics. It's designed so that doctors can use it in their clinics again on their patients, and it has the benefit of being used during sex as well. It also has a three-year shelf life with other loops. You don't want to use it for more than three months, especially if it's water-based. Because oxygen mixed with water is absorbed, and then the chemical compounds that are absorbed in the air are obviously going to go back into your body. So be aware of that. Listeners right now are triggered. They're like, "Whoa, I didn't know this was the lube was so involved." Dude, like I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff until we started like the business, yeah. and I, I was like, "How is this? How is this right. even like not disclosed? People don't talk. I didn't even know lube had a shelf life. I didn't." And that was even the beginning of our company. I was like, one day I just decided to look at the label and read it more. And I saw there was an expiration date. I was like, expiration? What the hell? There's expiration. And that that makes sense because like sometimes when you use water-based lubricant and it feels great, six, seven months down the line, you use it again and it burns. Like what the heck? It's the same lube. Like it's the same lube. Like why is it burning now? It just, it makes sense. Yeah, we carry that Uber Lube brand uh, in our clinic. That's great packaging. They do a they do a really nice job. We have a good experience with the Uber Lube folks, so we highly recommend. Do you have the toys that I've seen kind of like most advertised lately? It seems like they're I don't know what you guys would call them, but like the sucking devices, the oh, clitoris um, sucking devices. What are what are those called? Yeah, it's, or maybe that's so what they're called. The, the technology is called Pleasure Air, and it was introduced by Womanizer. They're the ones who kind of like pioneered that space within sex toys. It's German engineering. It doesn't actually suck. What it does is it pulsates, and it feels like sucking. Okay. Like if you're going to look into any brand to purchase, Womanizer or WeVibe is now paired with Womanizer. They're, yeah, they're same the best one. Now. What was that company's name? I don't like them because they're just cheap and. Satisfy, satisfy or something like that. Like that's a very, so we tend to say don't follow the trends in terms of like what product is hot next, because it's just another hot product. You could literally buy any hot product and think it's amazing, but marketing is just, I think, bullshit. Well, we had a naughty Santa girls night and this, I don't know the name of the company, but the sucking device was a popular stole item amongst the ladies, but I can't remember who made it. It looked like a rose, if I recall. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's newer. That's newer. I mean, the rose, it's like small about this and it's like that. Yeah. With the little suction. Yeah. So that became very popular on TikTok. Very uh, popular. Okay. On that TikTok. explains it. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes the, the suction thing is also a lot of women use it and they're like, yeah, it's not really for me. It just depends on the person and their body and how they're going to react to it. For solo play, if you're by yourself, great. It's fine. Use it. I've heard like it takes 30 seconds to have like an amazing orgasm, right? If it's couples play or if you're having sex with your partner, don't use it because it's very precise, like where you need to put it on the clip. Okay. Yeah. That totally makes sense. He does it or like he puts it against or so on. If you do a lot of foreplay, it's okay. It's also like a very, it, it feels like tiny little kisses and then you can grow in the intensity with that. 
So you could put Why that is David against, laughing? <laughs> you could put what? that against the frenulum. That should give some kind of sensation for men. Again, it depends on the body, whether or not you like it or not. I personally don't like it. So but David's laughing. I, I need to know no, why. I can't. I can't say it. <laughs> Well, I want to know. I'm curious now. No, just tiny little kisses. It's just it's cute. So do you have customers ever tell you sex stories? Like, do you have like a, do you have a good one that you're like, oh, this is a good one. I should share this one um, that you could think of? Good one? I don't know. What would be good? I sex mean, stories? So at Silverback, it was actually nice because the techniques that we shared with a lot of the men used wow. it against against their partners or we, themselves. So at the summit, we gave everyone a goodie bag, right? Which included like a little bullet vibe from blush. A cock ring. And a cock ring. And lubes. And they're like, oh, how do we use this? So we, we told some of them how to use it, right? Come next morning, one of the guys <laughs> comes up. He's like, dude, I used this. I had the most intense orgasm in my life. I was just in my hotel room, and it was like amazing. Thank you. This was a man using a vibrator. So men can definitely benefit from vibrators. Don't think vibrators are just for vulvas. Oh, my gosh. Our team only brought carry-ons to that conference, and the vibrators got flagged in the security line. And so they sent a video of the TSA pulling out all the toys (laughs) that you gave them. And the gentleman that was there was like blushing in the line. You could just see him like beat red as they're pulling out all these things. He shared that with us. I remember (laughs) That was so much fun. Oh my gosh. That's a trip. So we'll start to wrap up here, but do you have any like emerging trends that you're seeing or like, what are you most excited about with the industry? That's a really great question. I mean, for us personally, it's our mission is mostly oriented towards men's sexual health and their knowledge of how to incorporate that with sex toys in their relationship because men are very ignored, I think. Is it a trend? No, because men, I feel like, are required to know things when nobody educates them. And I think that's complete bullshit. There are a lot of smart devices coming out in recent years. Is it a trend? I think it's a trend. That like sync with your phone? Are you talking like with music or that type? What do you mean? Or like the ones that you like, you can place in the panties and then you can control from a device? Is that what you mean by a smart device? Those aren't necessarily smart. Those are just like remote controlled, right? Those are considered smart. How? It's with technology. It's paired with technology. Sounds smart to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's this one. It's called Lioness. I don't think they're a trend because they actually use, and we have one, we have like one of their first ones that came out. It's a rabbit style vibrator with two or three sensors on the head of the vibrator, right? So it's not this, but I'll just show you. This is an amazing product right here. It's called the Blush Duo. So anyways, the Lioness basically has a sensor right here, right here, and I think it might have one somewhere else. And it senses your contractions when you're orgasming. Right. And it kind of it tells you on the app itself, like this is when you're having an orgasm. This is the peak. This is the low. And it's just and how long it's going for and so on and so forth. I think that one, if you're considering smart vibrators, is probably the best one to use, mainly because I think if women used it, they would understand their orgasms better. And why do I say that is oftentimes women say they're not capable of having orgasms. But if you collect the data over time with how your body's reacting to 
sensation, you might learn that you're actually having an orgasm, but you're not really in tune to understand that that's what your body's doing. So do I think that women are incapable of having orgasms? No. Do I think that women are not educated in terms of how to have them? Definitely. And I think it's important for women to really tune into into their bodies to feel that and understand it and and know how it's coming and going and, and so on and so forth. I think that would be a very useful tool. So that toy that you just showed, can you hold that back up? Explain maybe what that's used for with the big curve and walk us through there. This is like a Swiss army knife, kind of. <laughs> Think of it like that. That's dual, dual end. One of them is like a dildo kind of a shape, right? Penis right here. The other one is a massager. You have two motors in here that are independent from each other. And the beauty of this one, and this is rechargeable and water waterproof proof or water, water resistant. You have three buttons right here. One, two, three. One is to turn it on. The other one is to turn on the different motors. And this top massager is touch sensitive. So even if I turn it on, it won't rumble unless there is some kind of pressure up against it, which is great because you can have both of them on, right? And use it whenever you really need it. So really, really like this one. It's also really awesome because you could incorporate it for both anal or vaginal it's dual ended so you could really do a lot with this and it's got a really great extension and curve to it and what happens with that is like during missionary if you press that against your clitoris for example and as the penis is going in and out what happens is that rumble is also affecting the penis so he's going to feel a lot of sensation and your clit stimulating this can happen in doggy style too and the penis begins vibrating inside the vagina so it's pretty damn cool Dog What's the name of that product? DualSense. DualSense. Okay. By Blush. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys being on the show today. So we really yeah, thank had you. Awesome time talking. I feel like we could talk about so much more. I mean, we're we're scratching the surface with everything. I feel like we could. And like, you know, like I told you before the show, the one, the episodes that I talk about sex on, I feel like are always the top episodes. People want to learn and hear about it, but maybe are, you know, too shy or bashful to ask. So I appreciate you guys. Bashful. Yeah. <laughs> we also have like a messaging. We have uh, DMs on our website, so everything's anonymous. So if you have any questions, you know, hit us up. We're more than happy to answer any questions you have. Okay, perfect. And I'll attach all this in the show notes like I always do. So it's easier for our listeners to find and also attach your social media and stuff. And I'm sure you'll have some website visitors after this episode. So David and Noreen, the coolest couple there in California. Appreciate you being on the show today. (laughs) Thanks, Amy.